Chapter Ten of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed chapter ten a classic land between nashville and swampville extends a distance of more than a hundred miles just three days travel on horseback for the first ten miles the harpeth river i found an excellent road graded and mechanized running most of the way between fenced plantations my next point was paris and forty miles further on i arrived in dresden so far as the nomenclature was concerned i might have fancied myself travelling upon the continent of europe by going a little to the right i might have entered asia since i was told of smyrna and troy being at no great distance in that direction and by proceeding in a southwesterly course i should have passed through denmark and landed at memphis certainly an extensive tour within the short distance of three days Ugh, those ugly names what hedge schoolmaster has scattered them so loosely and profusely over this lovely land whipped the wretch with rattlesnakes memphis indeed as if memphis with its monolithic statues needed commemoration on the banks of the mississippi a new osiris a new sphinx half horse half alligator with a sprinkling of the snapping turtle at every forking of the roads whenever i inquired my way in my ears rang these classic homonyms till my soul was sick of sounds swamp fell was euphony and mud creek soft music in comparison beyond dresden the titles became more appropriate and much more rare there were long stretches having no names at all for the simple reason that there were no places to bear them the numerous creeks however had been baptized and evidently by the backwoodsmen themselves as the titles indicated deer creek and mud coon and cat big and little forky told that the pioneers who first explored the hydrographic system of the western reserve were not heavily laden with classic lore and a pity it is that pedantry should be permitted to alter the simple but expressive and appropriate appellatives by them bestowed unfortunately the system is followed up to this hour by the fremonts and other pseudo-explorers of the farthest west the soft and harmonious sound of indian and spanish nomenclature as well as the more striking titles bestowed by the trappers are rapidly being obliterated from the maps 
their places to be supplied at the instigation of fulsome flattery by the often vulgar names of demagogic leaders or the influential heads of the employing bureau i know the old general will be pleased perhaps reciprocate the compliment in his next dispatch if i call this beautiful river smith how the secretary will smile when he sees his name immortalized upon my map by a lake never to be dried up and which hereafter is to be known by the elegant and appropriate appellation of jones under such influence are these absurd titles bestowed and the consequence is that amid the romantic defiles of the rocky mountains we have our ears jarred by a jumble of petty and most inappropriate names smiths joneses jameses and the like while from the sublime peaks of the cascade range we have adams jackson jefferson madison and washington overlooking the limitless waters of the pacific this last series we could excuse the possession of high qualities or the achievement of great deeds ennobles even a common name and all these have been stamped with the true patent in the associated thoughts that cling around them we take no note of the sound whether it be harsh or harmonious but that is another question and must not hinder us from entering our protest against the nomenclature of smith jones and robinson beyond dresden my road could no longer be termed a road it was a mere trace or lane cut out in the forest with here and there a tree blazed to indicate the direction as i neared the point of my destination i became naturally curious to learn something about it that is about swampville since it was evident that this was to be the point du puits of my future efforts at colonization my depot and port entry i should have inquired had i found any one to inquire from but for ten miles along the road i encountered not a human creature then only a darky with an ox-cart loaded with wood but despairing of information from such a source i declined detaining him the only intelligence i was able to draw from the negro was that the city old swampville massa he lay about ten mile fur down the creek the ten mile down the creek proved to be long ones but throughout the whole distance i saw not a creature until i had arrived within a mile or so of the settlement i had already been apprised that swampville was a new place its fame had not yet reached the eastern world and even in nashville it was unknown except perhaps to the land office it was only after entering the reserve that i became fully assured of its existence 
and there it was known as a settlement rather than a city for all that swampville proved to be not so contemptible a place and the reason i had encountered so little traffic while approaching it was that i had been coming in the wrong direction in other words i had approached it from behind swampville was in reality a riverine town to it the east was back country and its front face was to the west in that direction lay its world and the ways that opened to it log shanties began to line the road standing thicker as i advanced while at intervals appeared a frame house of more pretentious architecture in front of one of these the largest of the collection there stood a tall post or rather a tree with its top cut off and divested of its lower branches on the head of this was a martin box and underneath the dwelling of the birds a broad-framed board on which was legible the word hotel a portrait of jackson done in continental uniform embellished the face of the board the sign seemed little appropriate, for in the harsh features of old hickory there was but slight promise of hospitality. It was no use going farther. The Jackson Hotel was evidently the head inn of the place, and, without pause or parley, I dismounted at its door i was too well used to western habits to wait either for welcome or assistance too careful of my arab to trust him to hands unskilled and i did the unsaddling myself a half-naked negro gave me some slight help in the grooming process all the while exhibiting his ivories and the whites of his eyes in an expression of ill-concealed astonishment produced apparently by the presence of my uniform coat to the darky no doubt an uncommon apparition End of chapter ten